<laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Crewcast. This is the continuation of something that I started a long time ago and took hiatus from because I moved house and ended up having issues with uh, timing and equipment that has all been resolved. And I've brought in somebody else who is committed to doing this podcast with me. And that is... Lewis. Or Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis. Lewis. Lewis is calling me. Now, what you've all just missed is 30 minutes of priceless chatting because we forgot to press record on the camera. I'm, I say we. I was going to say, we... It might be, it, I, I don't feel like that. you should take some of the blame because knowing me, you should have known, knowing me, knowing you, that I might fuck up. Yeah, true. <laughs> and this and, and that take was actually the second take from the first time we fucked it up. Yes, let's, so not, this let's, is take... not, let's not... Yeah, let's not uh, forget about our... Multiple fuck-ups. Yeah. So the first one we filmed, we filmed this weeks ago with the intentions of getting the podcast like out a once a week. Minutes. <laughs> Full video, 90 minutes, really good, lots of chatting. Sound is so messed up. We recorded on two separate microphones and we had got so much reverb. I spent four or five days trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Pulled in help from professional sound people. Yep. It was unfixable and unusable. So yeah. One had... guy helped, kind of. <laughs> one guy did help, but in the end we ended up... You sounded like Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> but... So it was done. We had to bin it, and we are now back. This is it. This is it. If, if this doesn't work, if this doesn't work now, we're just not going to do it anymore. I, ju- I just tough shit. <laughs> that's it. It's done. I'm out. <laughs> no, I would, I, third I, time's a charm. Third time lucky. That's it, it isn't it? There everything in threes. There everything in threes. Yeah. So a quick recap on all the stuff that you've missed. One, I'm Lex. I'm on Instagram under Lex underscore Fitness. Across from me is Mr. Lewis. Yep, I own Black Country Barbell, a gym in the Black Country, funnily enough. Birmingham and way, for those our, out of the UK that don't y- know. Yeah, every, we're, we're not Birmingham, we're like next to Birmingham. You're in the but, green a bit. Yeah, but like basically, I suppose if you're an Instagrammer, you either you either live in London, Birmingham or Manchester. Those are the only three places. <laughs> only places in England. Yeah, there's nowhere knows. else. Yeah, you get so, the odd shout from, oh, I live from Leeds. Yeah, so uh, like, other than that. So yeah, yeah we are. There's tech- no festival on the moment, Leeds. Shush yourself. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, and I own Black Country Barbell and on Instagram, we are black underscore country underscore barbell. I'm glad and I remembered that. <laughs> beautiful gym full of half natty lighting where you can get some of the best pictures that you think you, you like you look at yourself and you're like that's not me and you're like that's right that's black country you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it takes you to it takes you to a different level it's, for it's so it is good you've done it well you've, you've nailed it on complete fluke and it's so dumb that most gyms don't do this yeah so dumb gen like genuinely at the start i was thinking and and because we obviously didn't know what the final lighting would turn out like um but i was actually thinking about having like a lighting area where there'd just be like a spot yeah like a selfie spot and now there is some areas in the gym because we've got a lot of natural light in there as well coming up from like a roof lighting that we've got and there are some sweet spots where the lighting's like really good but pretty much everywhere is half decent but like there is a handful of spots that like Gymshark have taken quite a few really <laughs> yeah. good shots there, and people and like I'm looking, and then I see the photo. I'm just like, how do you look that good? Yeah. Like you don't look like that yeah. when you're like walking around normally. It just it complete <laughs> just that lighting's it's a it's huge, it's yeah. so massive, and um, I think honestly, if if your gym's got bad lighting, it's like makeup for men. Leave that gym, leave that gym. Yeah. Go somewhere where you can. Enjoy. because it's not only that it's motivation for yourself when you see yourself under good lighting you're like well it's still me yeah but it's just me at my best yeah yeah exactly and that's it's motivation much. like when you're chasing that good lighting image of you the whole time it yeah. keeps you going yeah it's like you're never going to be as good as your pump but like you're never going to be as good as your bcb lighting no, carrot on a stick carrot yeah. on a stick that's yeah. what keeps you going if you ever reach it you're buggered anyway yeah. so 
There we go. So that welcome, welcome to the new Crewcast. It yeah. will be continued. We are aiming for one episode a week, which is the bare minimum. I'd yeah. like to add the yeah. bare minimum. If we can't commit to this, we shit. Well, send us poo in the mail. Yeah. Like we deserve it. Yeah, to Lex's house. <laughs> yeah. We have Not been gym, luckily, luckily, luckily granted. We are able to record these now because Lou is in my bubble. Because once again, the UK is in a COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. But what is awesome is I'm a single person household. That's right, people. If you missed my post, I'm single, right? Please start sending me messages. I'm ready to mingle. Yeah, I'm ready to mingle with you. I am, yes, I have been for a while. Okay. Now you know. I'll be doing a video on this on YouTube, not about anything to do with me, more about being single, being on your own, how to deal with stuff and how I get on and crack. Because I'm very happy. Very, very happy. I think people have seen it as well. A lot of people are messaging me saying, like, you seem very happy. I'm like, yeah, I found whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now an alcoholic. No, but I am actually. I'm genuinely happy. Like, I, I committed to the way, you know, I was feeling and followed that path and it's been the right decision. Yeah. And I think that's always the way to be. And I've always been like that in life, pretty much. I, I, I will ride things until the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. But then I get a new bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a bad way of phrasing it. That's a terrible <laughs> way of phrasing it. I'll take that back. I don't get a new bike. I get a new set of wheels. Yeah. yeah that's better. Yeah, okay. It offends nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Other oh. than the people I've already offended. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah. ladies. Didn't mean... But anyway. Yeah. So, we know what you mean. Yes. We know what you yes. mean. Stop all, talking. All, all said with love. <laughs> We are also going to be trying out new rums and new whiskies on every episode. Yeah. Because we thought it'd be fun. We thought it'd be fun. And number two, our mums aren't here to stop us. So, yeah. no, because it's pre-recorded. So, tough luck, mum. Yeah. And we- mum wouldn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> there we go. Double win. <laughs> All those kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not listening to your rubbish, son. Yeah, oh, definitely. As long as you're happy. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so... I'd like to point out, right, we have here in our hand a bottle we picked from the, from the supermarket prior to our first, we'll, we'll call it, what should we call it, our prelim podcast, Yeah. of which we've now got two. And we picked this up on a single and sole basis that... There is a big blue snake on there and the logo looks kind of cool. That's the, sim- the only reason. The yeah. bottle's not that cool, it simply had a tattoo-esque label on it and it's called yeah. Alfred Lamb's Spiced Rum. Now... 15 pounds. 15 bargain. quid. 15 Absolutely quid. We thought, well, bargain. can't go wrong. Well, could go very wrong. Yeah, it would, but have been terrible. wouldn't be too grumpy if it did go wrong at no. 15 pounds. Now, I've just told you we messed up recording about 30 minutes ago. So we've already poured some of this and it's already kind of gone. Yeah. So, I'm, well, I'm ahead of you. I'm going to re-pour mine. I'm going to have a little top. Just a tiny bit of a I'm going to try it. And what I want to tell you is, there you go, sir. Thank you. That much. bottle was full when we recorded our first prelim podcast and Lewis brought it back 8, 10, 70. So Lewis is pretending like he doesn't remember what it tastes like. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know full well what it tastes like. I'm just going to pour all of that into yeah, mine because what's the point? point? Too low. There's a Right. We're going to create a bottle wall. So that's the first bottle. There it is. Alfred Lamb's Spiced Rum. You, sir, shall be going on the podcast Wall of Fame. But we haven't got one yet, so you're going to go on the floor for now. <laughs> yeah, you could, but you, you know. could. But you know. Are you going to show the camera what we sh- what the what the the little logo oh, looks yeah. like? Well, if you watch it on YouTube, there you go. That's uh, what it looks like. It's Gorgeous, isn't it? Fifteen quid, super easy. And also, I'm drinking from both of us. Isn't it? Well, chin chin so, for about the f- for third or fourth time. time. <laughs> <laughs> We've got these cool um, skulls, yeah, skulls, skull glasses, and they're they're like um, if you're not watching on the video. 
They are a normal kind of deep set glass, but the inside where it goes in, it's like double layered and it's all see-through and the inside layer is a skull, a molded skull. So when you pour your drink into the skull, it fills up the skull and then leaves you with like a nice round glass on the outside. skull quite a lot of times then. Skull, skull, skull. That's because if you put a skull on anything on the internet, I will buy it. <laughs> there we go. Pretty much a skull or a stag and I'm take my money. I'm so easily swayed. Um, what do you think about the room? Really good for it's, a very. It smells a little bit like a scented, a beautiful scented candle. Yeah, yeah, very vanilla-y, very, really like super fruity. sweet and yeah, fruity. It's really nice. Like if you don't like sweet drinks, you're not going to like this. Yes, yeah, it, we, it is on the sweet side. We've put a, we've put a, a half ball of ice in it, so it's probably like a thirty percent to seventy percent ratio, something like that. Yeah, we probably messed that up a little we've bit. Messed now, that up a little bit. We split more like. 90-10 yeah, at this but, point. Yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. Fine by us. In the rum's favour, obviously. We want to tell you people, right? So, during lockdown, I mean, I like my rum. And I've liked my rum for a little bit. And I went from having it with mixers to slowly learning about the flavours of it and learning to drink it the way you're supposed to. Now, if you are all one of those people that's like, I can't drink whiskey neat, I can't drink rum neat, a lot of them you're not meant to drink them neat. Yeah. Meant to add a little bit of water or an ice cube and let it melt in there. Get the temperature down. But also... You take a little sip, you roll that around your tongue, then you go into drinking it. Yeah. And that's what's going to stop that alcohol burn. Yes. So a little handy yeah. hint there that I learned, and it has improved so many drinks for me. Yeah, just getting the, the physical temperature of the, the drink down takes out the actual heat of the alcohol and that, like, kind of yeah. that burn that you get in the back of your throat if you kind of just swig it on it raw. And also like... The rolling when, it is supposed to, like basically what it does is coat the taste buds. So those yep. that get overwhelmed by it, once you coat it them once, they then don't fire the same again. Yeah. So the second sip after that, you get the flavours. Yeah. I think everyone's had that. it where like maybe they've probably drank a little bit too much and the more that you drink of it, you start to just not even feel any burn. It's almost it, like yeah. water. But, um, uh, yes. That's taken to an extreme. Don't uh, do yeah, that. Yeah, don't do that way. <laughs> yeah, but like, Nice sip and enjoy. Yeah. Bit of a fire. Maybe a bit of Xbox, bit of whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not too bad. Well, PlayStation because I'm switching. Oh, are you? Yeah. Can't get hold of one though. Oh, oh no. Because yeah, really you know so. when you make a product and then you don't make the product. Yeah, that's it's quite hard a, to get hold of it. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a bit of a bugger. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm 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 probably not going to get one just yet. I'm I'm going to stick with my um Xbox One for a like, that's what I've got Xbox but it pees every time I put it on it's a 30 minute update for something uh, going on. Yeah, that the does servers are super slow. I I barely play games anymore to be honest, yeah. but like for the for the odd time like I think during the I'm, first lockdown I played a lot of Sea of Thieves and I pretended to be a pirate. I'm bad, though. I'll get a game and that's me for 3 or 4 days like yeah. in it. But then once I get to like wherever you're supposed to get to in it, yeah. storyline mode, yeah. I don't pick it up again for three months. So I'm, yeah. I'm like that. I'm like, in and then out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm similar in that sense. I like I struggle to just be a casual gamer. Like I either like get something and have to just blast it out and play yeah. a lot of it, and then just not touch it for months on end. Um, like when we've gotten into this lockdown, I restarted Red Dead. Um, and Ooh, played through Red Dead Redemption. you played that again. That's a good call, actually, because I haven't played that for so long. brilliant. Oh, I was just like, the story is so good on it. The so world good. is so immersive. I remember being genuinely a little bit upset by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Because mainly... Don't spoil it for anyone, if they haven't come played on, it. Somebody, if you've not played Red Dead Redemption by now, come on, people. Uh, yeah, true. Come on. The, the only bit that got me that with the, when the horse dies. Yeah. That got, that got me more than humans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I know what you're saying, yeah. But that, honestly, yeah, great game, great game. This will split the room, though. What are, people at home, let us know. Let's see how many we get on this. Who's PlayStation and who's Xbox? Because I am Xbox at the moment, but I'm switching simply because I want to play God of War. And there's a couple of other titles that don't come on to the Xbox, yeah. and they've ruined Halo. 
Yeah, I'm. I am very tempted to go to PlayStation when I do make the jump, but realistically, I might do it at the end of this year. I'd like when the prices go down. Ooh, I don't play. Ooh, that's that, that's a determined wait. I don't, I don't play enough to warrant it. Like genuine, I think there's it's probably been like fifty though for the digital version. Yeah, I, I, I think it's there's bad. probably been like twelve month periods where I've not touched it. So like, it's only really last year when we had like a couple of lockdowns that it really got well, blew yeah. the dust off it. I uh, genuinely expected them to be about 500 quid, though. Yeah. In which uh, case, I'd, like, I'd bulk at that a little bit. But when they said 350 for the digital, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what I paid for the Xbox One. Yeah. yeah it, it, they're so they've done all Really right. good price. Yeah, I just... I think they lose I, on the console, don't they, and make on the games. Yeah, because I think I'd get it, and then it'd just sit there, which I'm not okay. going to... Yeah, you reckon? Even with all that power? I just don't... Like, maybe in lockdown, I would be able to get some more use out of it as soon as everything opens back up. I'm just too... Is like no, I could do it, but like I said, I struggle to just no, I know what pick up, play for play for half an hour. It's very clever of you. I think if you feel like it would be sucking your potential time away, that you could be doing something more progressive. One hundred percent, I get one. Yeah, it really, it yeah, really does. 100%. Like I, I struggle to to just put it down and, yeah. and and follow the allocated time, so I am better off I just like well. forgetting about it. But my challenge, I think, I like is the idea of picking it up to then tell myself to put it down. Oh yeah, that's a good. Do you know what I mean? Like about having the temptation there, but overcoming it. Yeah, I feel like rather than me not buying it and then doing it. But I mean, I'm not in a rush to buy it now. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted one before Christmas, only because I was having people over for Christmas, mm-hmm. like family, and I thought it'd be nice to have that to play on. Yeah. When I couldn't get it for Christmas, I don't care now. I yeah. get it in summer if I'm, I'm in no rush. But I think I'd like. I mean, I've got the Xbox One. That's going to be no more temptation than the PlayStation Five. I can get the same games on it. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing at the moment that's as well. The They're not going to have that many it's exclusives. Not, no, it's not like, exclusive. Just everything that comes out on it will so, be out on the old gen. I don't consoles. think it would be too bad. I think we'd be. I think we'd be. We get that genuine three day excitement like little kids. Yeah, you know. And then I think slowly we would, you know, realize it'll just be the new normal, on. won't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I think yeah, uh, that does that, and also single life, single life. Yeah. So. Is it in this podcast that I've said I'm single already? Or the previous one? Who I, kn- I'm lost. I'm lost. Right, if I haven't said it already, I think I've said it. Did I say it? I can't remember. Right? I'm, I sing- think so. I'm single. I'm single. I-, I put up a post on this on Instagram. Yes, I'm single. Yeah. Please stop messaging me. Please stop messaging me asking me. Unless you're messaging me, not asking me if I'm single and just messaging me. Yeah. Then feel free. Then you can That's cool. You. It's all, all cool beans. Um, so for me, life has changed drastically. And I'm very happy. Very, very happy with it. I'm pretty sure we have spoke about this. I think I said about the wheels falling off and yes. ended up insulting okay. a whole group of individuals. We spoke about <laughs> yes. it. Um, and I think for me, the gaming side of it is a point where I do have those moments of feeling a little bit like, hmm, could do with the human being here right now to just say something <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Having the game thing there is a little bit of an outlet rather than because I've completed Netflix like three months ago. Yeah. And they keep releasing dog shit. Yeah. Like, they... 2002 films are coming out on Netflix. I'm like, bro, seen it. Yeah, it is a bit odd, isn't it? Like, I think they've obviously hit that wall where they've got, they're so saturated. Now, with the viewing figures they must have, they would have some serious, like, leasing power and to get some top. I mean, what's happened to all the brilliant Netflix originals? No, no. Yeah. Crap. Right. Can I just say one thing over Christmas? They released a film on Netflix called Noel, right? It's in it. It is. I'm gonna offend. I'm gonna offend people on this one. I don't care, right? That I am all for feminism, racial equality, all that kind of jazz. Like yeah. balance, balance, balance. But everything's tipping scales. Yeah. They're going too far. They get rid of Santa. Yeah. And put a daughter in his place. Nobody, nobody wants to watch that. Nobody's mad at, at the at Santa being a dude. 
And yet they they not only make Santa's like next in line an absolute goober. Yeah. The girl who then becomes Santa isn't even likable. Oh. It well. is diabolical. And do not boycott. Do not watch that film. Never. Happily, it's a terrible film. Yeah. So it will never become anything decent because yeah. it's a terrible, terrible film. I've not seen it. And who's mad? Like, what, what, who's, do, do women really get mad that Scrooge is a dude and not a woman going through that kind of shit? No. Just like, as white guys, we don't care that Blade was black and Shaft is black. We don't want a white Blade or a white Shaft. Yeah. Yeah. We just, it, you know, I don't care. I don't see colour in films. It's whoever suits the character of the role, yeah. put that person in the role. I don't care if they're purple. Right? Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. But don't change an entire narrative of something that we all love for just the reason it's lovable. Well, it's true. Uh, with Santa. To fit a curve. To fit in a curve. Yeah, yeah. It's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary battle to take on. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine why they would do that other than to try to cause some I think controversy. they just to anger me. Yeah, probably. It's, it's worked. It works. It's worked. Because it's, 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 it's... I'm middle jammed. I'm still angry about it. Yeah. Genuinely mad. <laughs> I love Christmas, and that made me genuinely angry. I don't watch that many Christmassy films, to be honest. Oh, I'm not the bro. like Nightmare Before Christmas is my go-to. That's more. That's like it's not a Christmas film. One hundred percent not a Christmas film. Halloween film. Yeah, I know, but I don't care. I watch it on <laughs> Halloween and Christmas. So you it know, does. it's called Tim Burton's Halloween. Yeah. No, Tim Burton's whatever. Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. You know, Tim Burton didn't really have much to do with it. Really? Yeah, not not even done by him. Tim Burton looked over the project, mm-hmm. gave them the outline of how he wanted it all to look. Yeah. And then buggered off and a whole other team directed it, voiced it, cast it, the whole thing. Well, they just put Tim Burton's name on it at the end when they released it because they got scared it wouldn't do well. Well, they did a good job with it either way. Fun so. fact. Yeah. It did terrible. Well, Until yeah. about eight years later, yeah. and it suddenly just ramped all the way up with a big cult following and now it's It's strange isn't it, how that happened. Yeah. Like, um, just like that cult cult film kind of like, what, like, does it have to be a change in general consensus or like trends uh, just change? But like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe because if you think eight years later from when that was, it was really dark, wasn't yeah. it? And then eight years later, we were um, starting to go into that darker phase of filming mm-hmm. when you started to get those a bit more kind of aggressive films coming out that weren't violent. They were just yeah, just moody. moody. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, don't watch Noel. Nightmare Focus is cool, but not made by Tim Burton. Yeah, great start. We well, do. It's Christmas Carol. That's a good one. Banger. Yeah, absolute that banger. That's the best one, in my opinion. Scrooged with um, the animated one, and it's with uh, Jim Carrey as the voice. But you can see him in the character. Oh, yes, yeah. It's a 3D animated one. Yeah, I have seen that, but that's I, really I, good. it's been a while. I don't really watch that many Christmas films. I just remember being in the cinema, and one of the names of the characters is an old school name for a girl, which is Fanny. Yes, the snigger that went through the whole cinema every time it was mentioned. I just remember that being a really funny moment with just a load of adults and sniggering and kids are like, what? Oh. <laughs> um, nice. No, I do love a bit of Christmas. I went full festive with it. It was a great time. Um, you know, Obviously, COVID limited who you could have around and whatnot. Um, yeah. And at that time, before the secondary lockdown, Bubble was my mum. Mm-hmm. so I was able to have my mum here and my sister because they're in their one household and I was here so that was really nice Yeah, but very small what did you do? Um, again family um, just yeah. it was my partner's parents went over and saw, saw them and it was really nice really chilled um, it was one of the best Christmases I've, I've had in, in a while and, and yeah. so many people have said that to see, me as well Like you know why? because you appreciate who you got to see yeah yeah I think we didn't like a lot of people didn't take it for granted I know like pretty much universally so many people said that 
it was, and I think also the bar was maybe set low because so many people were like, yeah, oh, yeah, Christmas maybe. is going to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we're like, you know, you know when you go out on a night out and then ones that have been planned always end up being crap, but then <laughs> yeah. ones that are spontaneous are always good. It was always like that. The best. Always so the best. So it's like, um, yeah, the bar was set low, so there was no expectation. But also, yeah, you really got to, you, like you valued it. And I think in general, as a whole this year, we've been relatively deprived of kind yeah. of social interaction compared to normal. So those that yeah, tiny had, little bit of normality true. was really nice. I hadn't seen my mum for ages, and it was lovely. And she came for like I say for a full week. It was, yeah. it was like a, all. It was like going from nothing to everything, like all in one go. It was really nice. Then when they left, though, I did get a little bit down. I'm not gonna lie. I had like a three day proper lull mm-hmm. where it was like still Christmassy everywhere I looked, but everyone was gone. It was quiet, yeah. yeah, it was really quiet. Must and, be a lot harder, like just being here. On well, your yeah, own. especially because one of my favorite neighbors moved out. Mm-hmm. Dave, big shout out to Dave if you're listening to this. Probably not because, as I said before, he probably been a proper bloke and doing some work. <laughs> um, he, uh, they moved out and their family. And I got remember them really well, and especially over Christmas, they were really festive. Yeah. So in the previous years, so seeing their house like dark. Were they the ones where the reindeers? No, no, reindeers are still next door, which is cool. Um, they they also went on, but I can't see that out my window because it's uh, yeah. to the left. Yeah. Whereas Dave would have a big sleigh outside the front, and obviously, and we'd, I'd go over and we'd have. Um, Dave is one of the reasons I'm going to get into whiskey. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but I always go over there and chill out and have a nice time. So, and he's always there just to walk over to, you know, bloke to bloke chats. And you need that sometimes, you know. It's a, it's a nice reprieve to just talk nonsense. I think this is it, ladies. A lot of times, what you don't think is, you know, when you see blokes talking. Yeah. We're not saying anything deep. Yeah. <laughs> all, almost all the time. Almost it's all the just... time, it's what would win between. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, what would happen if? Yeah, what would oh, happen? Yeah. If? Which would you choose if? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing deep. What's better to kill a zombie? A baseball bat or an axe? Yeah. Axe. Uh, yeah. Def- well, got to because you got to sever the brain. You got to sever the brain. The spinal thing is, though, though, if if you're using an axe, it, it may get stuck. Yeah. There's a, a Max Brooks book called um, <laughs> the, zombie the Zombie Survival Guide, and is it, it real goes book? through it. And it, yeah, it's a real book, and it rates weapons. Um, in terms of usability and accessibility, <laughs> it's a literally it's a survival a zombie survival guide, and I read this when I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen. Um, Crowbar was up there actually, I think, as one of the highest rated because it has because it's obviously they come in different sizes, but it's portable. It has multiple uses for it. Surely Le- crowbars gonna get stuck though on a wall. Not spike end. If you first. turn it, yeah, curve end because you can still first. collapse the skull. Uh, damage the brain but also get into places with yeah it. yeah exactly so it's got it's got lots of functions Multiple uses so um yeah that was that was crowbar. a so we all need to invest in a crowbar because vaccines are coming soon and possible yeah. zombie apocalypse yeah exactly that's definitely going to turn everyone the narrative in. yeah the everyone's going to turn into zombies obviously <laughs> obviously so, i is... genuinely thought if, if it was going to happen this would be the time yeah right now it's that's... either that or aliens yeah, because that's isn't it like everyone like our culture has been obsessed with like apocalypse films or whatever else. And it's like we love this, the end of the world. Yeah, and and like this <laughs> this is like our version of it, but it's just shit. They're not gonna make a film. Like, yeah, it's not even it's not even Netflix special worthy. Yeah, yeah, like yet they made it. Like, and proved it wasn't Netflix special, really. Yeah, like it, it's it's the controversy about the the way it's been handled, but the actual disaster itself. <laughs> I think this so, has just proven that humans are our own worst enemy. Yeah. Like like. Like, what is it? All, all the stuff we've gone through and what's going to take us out? A microbe. Mm. It's inevitable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's too many of us and that's what's going to happen. That's what happens when you get rid of evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, there will be something. You get rid of evolution and you get rid of um, natural selection. Yeah. Microbes. Have you... Uh, I think I've mentioned this previously. Have you read um, the Dan Brown book, Inferno? 
No. Because they did a film about it, you know, like the Angels, the Angels and Demons. And, Red um, Angels and Demons. Very good. So, yeah, it's, I think it's not his latest one. He has released another one, which is no good. Um, but Inferno's brilliant. That's actually my favourite Dan Brown book. Really, really good. The film's okay, although they completely changed the ending, which is fair enough. They do it in all the, the yeah, film to book adaptations. Yeah, screw them up, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the Inferno about that, and it's basically, like, kind of the, the plot point is that... Um, humanities were overpopulated, and this almost Thanos type of guy is like yeah. it's like he needs to kind of reduce the population because we're uh, too critical great. mass. Yeah, and um, but everyone's trying to stop him because they don't want him to, you know, kill, <laughs> kill millions of people for obvious reasons. Do you reckon there would ever be a bloke that sociopathic that just be like, "Yep, gotta do it." Beep, boom. <laughs> I reckon there would be. If yeah. it was electronic, if they just pressed a button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's being detached. Like, now you're I hearing about... I half think it could be me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that detached. That's why you don't have just access like, to the button. This is why I don't have access. This is why I could never be a leader. That's well, I, I think that there was, like, um, an argument for it when, like, they've got the, the, the president's, like, you know, launch the nukes button. When they gave Trump it. Yeah, and um, it was that when that happens, somebody should be killed with them like basically like as a to to emphasize what's actually happening so when the button was pressed somebody gets killed what from their family like no not necessarily from the family but in front of them there oh, so they executed. see that this button means people die it's not just pressing a button and then millions oh, of, I get like, you. So they have to look away. at somebody in front of them die yeah and, under- yeah, and understanding the yeah the, that would probably the, stop you yeah like I, I think then people would do it when it needs to be done you have to make sure you didn't pick somebody that they didn't like. <laughs> so you'd be like, yeah, the bink. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. What about all the millions bink. of other people? Oh, I don't care about them. This prick's How mad is that? that? They could end it with a bink. Bink done. Oh, sorry, two keys. Clink, clink, bink. Yeah. Clink, clink, bink. That would be the end of it. Madness. Anyway. We've gone on a good tangent there. But the bink... <laughs> Now that you're, you know, half an hour deep into this podcast, we'll tell you what it's going to be about. Yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> yeah. about that. We will cover some fitness-related stuff, but you do not want to tune in, let's be honest, guys, about people talking about picking up and putting down fucking dumbbells. No. Like, listen, if you want to learn how to train specifically and know about movements and all that stuff, podcast isn't your place. Yeah. I got YouTube for that. Yeah. Covered loads on YouTube. 90% of the questions you guys send me on Instagram, I've answered them on YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. They're all there. Go and search them. What we're going to talk about here is day-to-day life, What's going on in the world? Anything big happening? Obviously, we've talked about COVID already, things like that. Yeah. How we're dealing with it, what's going on, cool stuff that's going to be happening. Yeah. And yeah, st- like, stuff we learn the way that we think might help. Being a bit more productive, especially during lockdown. Like, that's, that's a yeah. massive challenge for a lot of people, isn't it? I think um, it's, messed, it's messed up everyone's routines. And, like, Oof. I don't think it, everyone it's, it's underestimated. Not just routines, it's messed up entire, like, career arcs. Oh, yeah. For a lot of people. Oh, massively. Yeah, Huge. like... Uh, yeah, things have been completely derailed. Oh, I know um, friends that have kind of now put back two, three years in their progression because of what is happening because of this. And um, I don't want to go too deep into it because I could. We could argue about this for quite a long time. There's so many soapbox arguments we could get on. Yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about is how you and I'm going to talk about how I have how we're getting through on a positive vibe. Like, because it's really easy in this in this situation to just kind of slump. Yeah. Get depressive. Fall down a little bit lose that rhythm like you said no routine so we've got a couple of little hints and tricks for you that we think they, they work well yeah there's they work things for us. that yeah things that They're are working for us currently yeah practically applied and like i kind of 
listen to a lot of audiobooks or read books that are yeah. kind of about productivity and other things just to try and improve myself because naturally I'm a complete fucking sausage. So <laughs> I need as much help as I can get. Yeah, a complete sausage uh, that now runs his own business yeah. that is doing very well and thankfully has survived yeah. this um, COVID period, which yeah. is, uh, I genuinely was a bit fearful, you know. Well, I saw it, so many it, gyms fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's, there's loads. Um, and it's it's it is a scary time. Like we're doing we're doing okay, and it's because we've got a really solid membership base. We don't we don't have a huge amount of members like a lot of bigger facilities, but we've got a really close knit community, yeah. and they've helped us a lot, and we've done our best to help them. Because um, you've built community, though. You have built like when you go into if you if you've not seen um, Lucy's gym, it's Black Country Barbell, and just have a quick Instagram search of it. Follow us as well because I want to try and get yeah, 10,000 followers. Yeah, doing some cool shit. He's, he's doing yeah, some let me real... do the swipe up thing on the story and I've been, <laughs> hey, wait, hey. I've been waiting three years to be able to swipe up. <laughs> I want to just say swipe up after this and it happens. And then it goes. Yeah. But listen, I filmed the entire Assassin's Creed Valhalla promo thing that I put on Instagram that all you guys loved and, and appreciate so much that you love your show for that was epic was i had great fun filming that but that was filmed at black country so that whole mood that whole vibe that is black country yeah. that is black country <laughs> that's back in the room yes we have to stop this thing every 30 minutes because cameras only record for 30 minutes um otherwise they would be camcorders so it's a loophole to make them not as expensive or something to do with taxes on their behalf either way anyway so uh yes that is black country and that is the vibe of the community that you built there yeah. That that is based on that vibe in which you created the business. Yeah, exactly. Like I had a real strong idea of what kind of what I wanted from the kit, but also the fact that it's called Black Country Barbell, like that is the area that we live in, the Black Country. Yeah. I wanted the area in the name. I wanted it to be like local community based. That was literally from day one, like part of it. I wanted wanted it to be like a good support group because I think that was something that used to happen in gyms a lot more in the past. Dude, massively. Like, I started in Spit and Sawdust gyms. Yeah. And the reason I went there is because when you went in, there was always that same old bloke yeah. in the section area telling you the same stories that you didn't mind hearing 80 times because <laughs> it made him happy telling them. Yeah. Like, I, that, that whole thing's lost in these massive conglomerates that have appeared. Yeah, like, the, the, the commercial gym set up, like, I think that they definitely, they're good, they serve a purpose to, to yeah. provide access to a lot yeah, of by people. By no means am I Nazi-ing it and being like, don't mm. have anything, but... They but you, you miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. But there's so many people now that that's all they've ever known. They've only ever trained at commercial gyms. We've had a load of people that have come over from, I'm not going to say which commercial gym, but it's the biggest one in the country. Um, and they were really like nervous at first to come over because they were like, they thought, because the way our aesthetic of the gym is, people thought it was like going to be a bit intimidating. Yeah, like a bit um, roughneck. Yeah. And it like took a bit of courage to actually go out of their comfort zone because this commercial facility um, was the only place that they've ever trained in through their kind of training career. Um, and they were like, oh, it's going to be really standoffish and I'm going to feel awkward. And they came in and like, we're all just normal people. Like, and that's they a good point, integrated into a community really quickly. I reckon that's how most people feel when they go into a, a gym for the first time. They feel like uncomfortable. Everyone's looking at me. I'm not going to fit in. Yeah. The furthest thing that could be from, even if you go into the roughest gym, yeah. if you go in there to train, I guarantee people only want to see you do better. Yeah. Like, the, don't get me wrong. There's variables to everything. In every situation, there's going to be that egotistical knobhead. <laughs> yeah. And that matters when you're in office, whether you're self-employed, dealing with clients, whatever. There's going to be that. But as a general rule, gyms are a great place where people really do focus on themselves rather than other people. They're not yeah. judging because they're so busy dealing with themselves. Then that creates that environment of, what are you doing for that? And then that that connection. I have met my my best friend in uh, 
life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say there. My best friend in this life. <laughs> you know, really previous one. Um, my, my best friend Mark, he, I met him in a gym. Yeah. Admittedly, I met him when he had a terrible haircut and three-quarter three length umbro trousers, which Ooh, I felt the need to such, talk him out of. That is such a strong look. Very strong. But turned out, like, very intelligent guy, top guy, doesn't wear the three-quarter length umbros anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've been friends for, like, I think it's like, are you going to be releasing years? those with your clothing? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, clothing. Yeah. Oh, have we not talked about this on this though? No, no. Ooh, positivity. Yeah. yeah, positivity vibe. During my reckless time. Ooh. Uh-huh. No. Oh, during my time of being reckless during COVID, I've, uh, I'm creating a brand. Yes, creating a, a new clothing brand. So I had a clothing brand before and it was based off a bit more off just me though. You know, I had like the Boom Baby stuff that came out, which is fun. It was all very cartoony and just upbeat and cool. Then I released the brand. Um, it was called Desire. Which at the time was okay. Now sounds a little bit like a lingerie brand. <laughs> so I did reduce that down as I was aware of that to DSR. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. We did some sick jeans that people still message me about. You know, they were, they were decent. They were great fit, good quality. I do not compromise on quality. That's one thing. And um, so that all, when I moved, um, the reason I stopped doing that was because the postal service didn't support me moving. It required me redoing the entire system again. It was a huge labor-intensive scheme, and it was just me and like two other people. It yeah. was just too much. It was too much of my time taken away for it, and it was it was fine. But that time wasn't supporting what I could be doing with the time elsewhere. Yeah, of course. So it was one of those where it was okay, make a choice, and that I made that choice to to go and do other things, and it was the right choice. It was the right choice. But now I've been given the opportunity to scale this as a proper business, as a proper brand. And so we are bringing back the clothing, but under the name of Reckless. And it is going to be all the cool shit that you kind of see me wearing from vintage stores, but tailored to that more modern fit, modern cuts, but keeping that uh, uniqueness yeah. and quality of those vintage things. We all kind of, you know, when you, when you go and you find that beautiful Levi's jacket in an old vintage store and you're like, damn, they don't make them like this anymore. We're going to make them like that again. Nice. That's how it's going to be. And we are doing that. We're going to be doing like sheepskin style jackets. We're going to be doing um, all uh, heavy knitwear, jumpers, t-shirts, jeans, uh, chinos, the kind of Kaha style workwear. Yeah. I'm going full balls out with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to do it, I thought... you got to do it right. Fuck yeah, why not? I mean, we've had all this shit going on with COVID and I thought, what is it? There's no better time now. Just double down. Double down on what you... Like, take that fucking risk because look, we've ever seen already like what happens when they just decide to shut stuff down yeah of course so when we let out of this let's just come out like a fucking rhino yeah and just ramp everything up and let's get everything done so that we can get it flying out the doors uh you know just come out those doors like a like a like you've gone through a supercar crash into the gates of heaven flaming backwards you know yeah like because it could all just be anything can be ended at any point so why not have a go yeah what's the worst that can happen you have to rebuild we're all fucking doing that anyway yeah exactly like it's a it's a good time for that kind of like fresh start but if you're going to take something you just got to that's you gotta it. go for it like, and I've there's learned, no point half-assing anything exactly and i've learned so much like through covid i've learned that to appreciate so much more that's around me. Like, I love those woods near me now yeah. more than I ever have. I've never appreciated them so much. They're a complete reprieve for me. Like, if I'm feeling shitty and I've started making this part of my routine, if I'm not going for a run now, but as part of Gymshark 66, I'm doing runs three times a week. Got trail shoes because I'm running on mud and dirt and stone. No road work. Um, if I'm feeling crap, 
go for a walk, go outside, get fresh air. I feel fantastic when I come back. So that like that, that is basic. Go for a walk, but it's nature. It's nice. I'm lucky to have that there. But go on a fucking adventure. Imagine how good you're going to feel after that adventure. Yeah. Get out there. Go see shit. Don't go to a fucking town centre and sit in a Starbucks. Yeah, I I was um, coming back from work not too long ago, and this, obviously you're allowed to head out for exercise, and people were running through the town centre. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you, why like, are you here? Why are you running through the town centre? My God, like, I don't know if that's worse than a treadmill. Yeah, like I it just I don't understand. Maybe they don't had a reason. That. Maybe they were running somewhere. Like yeah, maybe, get somewhere. For this purpose. Yeah, they were being maybe. chased. I don't know, but no, they were running. Close. Maybe they were looting. Yeah, yeah, but, potentially. but yeah, literally down the main high street, just run, running down the high street, and I'm just like, Bizarre. for one, the high street's already like they've had to barricade off things to like add more social distancing. So you you like you there's like barricades in the road. Have they still done that? I literally yeah, haven't been into a town centre. Yeah, it's still like, well down. in in Starbridge where we are, it's still like that. Um, and there's like people trying to walk around doing the shopping, and these people are just like jogging down the town. I'm just like, why don't you know? We, yeah, we've got bizarre. so many beautiful bits of countryside and fields. And, and Do you know what it is? It's because they probably live on the outsides of that inner centre and yeah. going in that way rather than. I would rather get in my car, drive 15 minutes, and go for a run and run back to the car. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because you're going to feel better after. And I honestly believe, and as hippie as this sounds now, when you go somewhere where there's nature, trees, soil, dirt, Earth, hundred percent makes it. I honestly think you gain energy from that environment. Yeah. When we go in a concrete jungle, where you're blocked from all of that energy, from all of that nature, from all of that reprieve. Yeah. And I don't think it. I don't think it benefits you as much. I really don't. No, hundred percent. Like I don't know a single person that doesn't like feel better from being outside in in somewhere nice, yeah. somewhere like natural, yeah. and like say the trees, the woodlands. One nice thing I would say from COVID though, if you do live in a city centre. The sounds of birds have come back. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen this? Yeah, just beautiful sounds of birds everywhere because there's no traffic. There's not as much traffic going on, so they're starting to. And that's sad because then when the literally it was the moment lockdown's released, those birds will quieten down. So appreciate those birds while you can hear them. Yeah. Don't get annoyed by them. Sit and listen because that in itself can be a big positive attribute. I've started. Oh, here's a big thing: meditation. And it's great to see people starting this now, especially during the COVID time when we've been much more mindful, kind of dealing with not being downbeat, seeing the beauty and what's around you, seeing what you already have rather than what you want all the time. I think I think a lot of people in this situation, they've actually like, because you've got time on your own, a lot of people's lives kind of mask their problems because they're, they're like, oh, they're feeling shit because of because of something going on at work. It's like, is it because of that or is it? Is there a bit of a deeper meaning to that? Yeah. And like when people have had like the the external layer of their life stripped away, in some cases, if you're not working and you're not seeing your friends and family, you're just, just you on you. your own yeah. uh, or you with your partner just like stripped away. The You you start to realise some of maybe not necessarily character flaws, but like kind of... Weak- weaknesses. Yeah, some, like some areas weaknesses. Of, yeah, weak- yeah, weaknesses that you can't just blame on something else. Um, or you can't just ignore and bury yourself in work or get yeah. drunk. Well, you can't get drunk. Everyone <laughs> still gets drunk. But, you know, so then I think people have... And obviously, I think one of the good things is that like, mental health, obviously that's something that people have been talking about a lot more over the last few years. But going into lockdowns become an even bigger topic, making sure people look after their mental yeah. health a lot more. I think it's, and this is the thing, like COVID, as bad as it is, there's been some great stuff that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. With the amount of people who are dealing with like, holy shit, this is really I like getting me down now, being yeah. shut in. And people are realizing, oh, okay, so these emotions can overtake me. They can make me feel so low that I don't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. They're now 
more people are openly speaking about that type of feeling, which is then bringing out people who suffered depression for years and not spoken about it, yeah. especially guys. Yeah talking about it more and being more open and saying, this is how I feel. How do I deal with it? And yeah. going back, so what we said with little things that will help you, um, we went on a bit of a tangent, obviously there, we've just given you the positivity of <laughs> Lou making it and breaking it through COVID with the with the gym and me going running. That's all great. But the main thing is, here is what we're saying is, Lou's thing was community. So yours was the community yeah. you created. You survived because you created a community of positive and you, you still kept that community going because when you shut down, you gave out, all your fucking gym equipment to yeah, members. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. You know um, how mental that is? You know how no other gyms have done that? Like, th- there's a couple more this time around. Like during the first lockdown, I, e- literally some of the members came up to me after like after the gym had cleared out and it was empty and, and two, two of the guys that like are great members. At, but they were like, Lewis, I'm, I'm like scared for you. What the fuck are you doing? That, well, I said the same thing. <laughs> I was like, how do you know it's coming back? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like obviously, it's, there's a there's an element of trust. They they sign a waiver, and technically, yeah, we know where they live. They've got their details on our system. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, there is a massive element of trust when we're lending out tens of thousands of pounds of worth of equipment to you know like over a hundred plus people. Um, yeah. There's an element of trust in that. But we've built a good community over the years, and I think like the fact because at the end of the day, the fact it's you gonna, can even do that is testament to what you've created. Yeah. But like in my head, it's going to sit there gathering dust, or it can actually help the members, yeah. like carry on doing what they're doing, to and like keep them saying, give them keep something, motivated. yeah, give them something to do, not just let all that hard work yeah. that they've spent, you know, years grinding to get, just like dwindle away because it can, you know, you progress can dis- Bro, disappear yeah. quite so quickly, easy. can't so they? Easy. It'll come back, especially if you're new work. to training. Like this can be a real kick in the dick. Yeah. You know? For, I mean, we're, we're lucky we've been training for years and years and years. So yeah. it's going to be difficult to waste away a decade's worth of training in you know a couple of months being locked out. Yeah. But the fact that you did that was a huge positive for many, many people because a lot of people would have had zero otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe more people probably this time around because we've done it a few times before. A lot of people started buying bits of kit themselves. Um, it's available now though. In the first lockdown when you did it, yeah. there was you couldn't even buy it. Like I, I couldn't even get hold of stuff through social contacts. Yeah. Like the people were messing with me like, yeah, we would send you stuff, no problem. But literally, the warehouses are empty. Mm-hmm. Like there was, so that was a huge positive. So I think one of the positives from that side of it is the activity, your your physical activity, whilst you're in this COVID, whilst you're in lockdowns, whether you're not in lockdown now, or you're going to go into it. Keep your activity levels up. Yeah, because it's super easy to slip. Even if it's just going out for walks, like walk, cause, a run, cause whatever. Yeah, because it's cold now, but a lot of people just. And they're not wanting to do it. The first lockdown where it was warm, people were like, they'd take that one kettlebell that they had or whatever yeah. bit of kit, a sandbag or a barbell, whatever you've got access to. And they'd take it in the back garden and they'd do some stuff with it and it's fine because it's sunny and it was lovely and it was a beautiful, it was beautiful weather. It was. Uh, we had we a really good summer. That, yeah. And now it's shit weather. It's cold. <laughs> God, it's God. like damp, rainy, snowy as it's been recently. Um, Don't mind the snow though. And, quite like the snow. But it's hard training. Hard training. Because yeah, um, I, I used to train in my, happier. I used to train in like a lean to my first house, um, and the snow used to like, I used to like brush the snow off my bench and stuff before I'd start <laughs> training. And like everyone after the the first lockdown was like, oh, training at home wasn't actually that bad. I'm, I'm glad to be back, but it was all right. And I was like, yeah, it was all right because it was summer. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you try it in the winter. <laughs> Grim. It when it's grey and wet, that's it. It's a struggle to even be like motivated to get up. Never mind going train. Exactly. So 
but that's literally the most important thing. You need to do something. Do. And um, we, we did talk about this in the um, podcast 1B, which we screwed up because yeah. we're now in 1C. Yeah. Uh, you, I said it. So I've started doing on, on my Insta stories in the morning, my morning routine. One, because I wanted to put out there what I'm doing that might help other people. So I'm doing little simple things like getting up early, setting that alarm and getting up. Not crazy early. Nothing that's going to make me look at the alarm, smack it off and go back to sleep for three hours. Yeah. I'm putting it on for like 8, 8.30, getting up, um, getting my water in, doing my stretches or doing some ab work and getting active and moving. And that's all great. But me having to film that is making me do it. Yeah. So it's circular. And that's why I want to say everything's circular. What you put out, you will get back. So that's lovely. And we talked about that. But then you said from that, I, I put on those little Insta stories, like win number one, yeah. getting up earlier. Win number two, drinking the water. These little wins that you make through the day. And you said that helps build momentum. Yeah, like it builds positive momentum throughout the day. Like you, you like everything that you do, when you complete a task, you get like that little hit of dopamine because yeah. you've done it. That's like your little reward that you the get for... Tick box. Yeah, no matter how menial it is. If you, if you can start to identify like these little things, menial things like making your bed as like, that was something that I didn't want to do, but I've done it anyway. I'm I'm a productive human being, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and you feel a little bit better about it. And there's there's a book that I can't remember what it's called, but I'll if I remember it later, I'll mention it. Yeah, um, it and it talks about like building that momentum and like the power of using lists. Um, like my my missus, she's like a list person. She's yeah, I wish she I was makes a list person, lists mate. for everything. To make I need to make a list to make a list. Yeah, like, and there needs to be a list that tells me to make a list. I'm, I'm so bad. I'm like that. It doesn't. I wing things. Like I don't really kind of have I'm that much structure. Rough idea, and off I go. Yeah, and it doesn't work as well. It really doesn't. No, it, it genuinely doesn't. I I was. I was anti-list just because Emma was pro-list. I was just like... I would like to make out, though, like, if you don't make lists, don't worry. We have both built our careers off no lists. Yeah. Like, we're okay. We're just saying, if you make lists, probably probably more productive. I think, yeah, I think you can definitely, like, get that higher level If you're driven enough, no matter what, you will succeed. Like, if you keep pushing, go, 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 you will get there, you know. You do need that self-inner drive. But the lists just help keep that creativity curved in the right directions. Yeah, like, it's just building that positive feedback loop. Like, you do something, you tick it off, and you see that that's not just another thing that's happened throughout the day. That's actually part of you, like, being a productive person. Yeah, but you say the little things, so even, like, brush teeth. Yeah. Do your hair, yeah. get dressed, like these little tick boxes. Yeah, so literally just like if, if you wanted to have like a much more productive morning routine, list everything that you want to do. So that'll be things that you don't necessarily do now that you want to say like 10 minutes of meditation, stretching for 15 minutes, uh, drinking, um, you know, a pint, a pint of water. Of water. Yeah. Uh, and then add those into your other things that you do that, that are easy, like get dressed, have a shower. Um, brush your teeth yeah because um, it creates that roll that yeah, snowball effect. yeah put that put that all onto your morning routine list and like say that you've got a deadline for it so and then the last tick could be that all of those things are completed by nine o'clock i need to do that because uh, i mean you will find when you start doing these new routines it does drag out a little bit like i found i'd be getting up at like half eight but by the time i've done everything i want to do because i'm quite my stretches in the morning take longer because i'm about as flexible as a wooden spoon yeah. like i'm dream. but that's going to get that time will come down as you get more regimented in what you do if you will everything that you're doing will get better you'll get more progressive at it so that time will come down so don't be put off yeah don't be put off by the length of time something takes you to start um because jesus must have got nothing but time right now you know anyway yeah so uh, that's a really I love that though the momentum build that momentum through the day yeah, uh, that's, a yeah. Good one. It's, um, that's a good trick there's there another book that we we've spoken about before called Eat That Frog which is about like um, it, it 
it's basically about handling the biggest, hardest task of your day and do that first. And then every task after that is seemingly so easy. So say I had a video to edit. I would get up, edit yeah. that video, then do all my morning routine. See, it doesn't... See, how does that in, work? In my personal opinion, it doesn't always work in practical That wouldn't work for me because I would end up editing that video for eight hours yeah. and get nothing else done. Yeah, so I think it'll be... It probably suits like somebody who maybe has like um, a more traditional office job. So say it's um chasing a client that you don't want to chase or having a conversation with somebody that you're dreading like basically yeah. handle that that thing that's going to be emotionally or, or like you know challenging that like crack onto that straight away and then your other task will be will be easier i in like and i understand that but it is kind of almost the inverse of that building the positive I would momentum say, yeah take everything that you learn like that and adapt it to your own way of enjoyment yeah. so i would say get up do your mini tasks with one bigger task, like your stretching, something that's going to benefit you on a physical level, then attack that bigger task you have for the day and then carry on with other stuff. So you're kind of getting that good balance. Yeah. Uh, let's attack everything though, isn't it? So pe- there's no one perfect way of doing anything. Like people will message me about how do I do this and that as if there's a singularity, as if there's a single answer to that question. There's never that. There's many, many... Uh, avenues you can take to do certain things and it's whatever works best for you yeah. so whenever you hear advice or whenever you see something take it and adapt it yeah like common fucking sense people yeah like please please you are a intelligent intellectual human being you are very capable of taking some information and adapting it yeah don't doubt yourself yeah i think like um a lot of the time people would kind of look at something and be like okay how's that actually going to apply to me like yeah that's fair enough for this this yeah. person who has millions like, of dollars and yeah, stuff every day. Yeah, so got no worries. Yeah they're, yeah, they're loaded and they haven't. They've only got to work a few hours a day, or yeah, they don't work. The or they live right with, for their, them live with their parents, yeah. and whatever the situation might be. It's like how how do I do this? I've got I don't, but like for example, <laughs> I've got like two kids, and I've got you know all these yeah. commitments that stop me from doing it. So you can do it, but you're going to have to adjust it. And also some of these things they're going to require effort and sacrifice. Sometimes get up yes. earlier, like do things. You are gonna you can't just rely on these life Huge. hacks. You're One of the huge things I realize is people will argue against you when you say to try and do something as if you're the one creating the rule. Mm. But the fact of the matter is to get something, especially if it's a physical attribute, yeah. there is work involved that you cannot skip. Yeah. And if you want that thing, you're going to have to fit that work in. If you can't fit that work in, you're going to have to accept a lesser goal. Yeah. A lot of people think that like they're too tired or they haven't got the time or the energy to like to to add in these extra yeah. things, not realizing that the things that they're adding in will actually give them energy. Like people That's true, yeah. Like that is true. people kind of it's really common that you view things as like having to do meditation will take up some energy because I have to go and do that mm-hmm. or going and doing my stretching I'm going I've got to do that. You you treat Dude. it as a job like work like it's going like, to going to drain you. I'm going to say now the meditation thing, right? To, sorry to interrupt you, but, but no, I'll no, forget no. this otherwise. I used to think hippy-dippy. Yeah. You know, a little bit like, ugh, that's not my mindset. I can't do that. I can't quite my mind. I started doing meditating during COVID because I was like, well, worth a shot. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I have not been fucking doing. Yeah. Just 15 minutes. I have an Alan Watts thing. It's in my playlist. Can you say this now, right, guys? The music you hear me playing, the playlist is constantly linked constantly linked it's on my spotify will you please just go and see it like so many people will i link it and then they send me a message after going dude is there a playlist for this yeah. i don't know how bad instagram swipe ups are in being noticeable maybe yeah uh, they're not that they're not they're that dreadful noticeable. i don't because people seem to miss them there's a spot if you just type in 
um, wake yourself up, Lex Griffin, it'll pop up. So what I have is three songs that come on in the morning to wake you up. And they're the ones that you get up, do your teeth to, get that f- bit of a vibe, positive vibe going, get your dancing feet going. Then it drops into an Alan Watts 16 minutes meditation. Alan Watts is a dude, if you don't know who he is, he is a guy who, um, I don't know what you call him. Have you listened to Alan? I've I've heard bits that you've played, but yeah. I, I haven't listened to them. I don't know if you'd say he's a a, a a progressional human being, but he basically breaks down day-to-day life and shows you how silly the construct of it is in terms of why, why you're worrying about nothing and how to not worry about it, why you shouldn't rush life, why you should, ex- uh, you know, embrace where you're at and all these kind of things. He, and he's from, I think, the 1950s or 60s, so he's so ahead of his game. Yeah. So a huge intellectual man um, has some real insights. And it's just his voice talking you through how to get into the meditative, meditative state and it's 16 minutes, and I guarantee you, when you open your eyes afterwards, the world seems brighter. Like, I'm not shitting you. You open your eyes, everything is brighter. Yeah, like, because um, I, I meditate as well. I use something called Headspace, which is just like a, yeah, you an told app. Us. Yeah. Um, and you, there's like a paid version, and there's a free version. And it's like, you know... Which are you? I'm just the free version. I oh, just, really? Yeah, I'm just, just right. using the free version, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I, it, it just depends on what you're using it for and, like, how deep you want to go with it. For me, just having that... Because I'm sure it's probably similar for you or has been similar for you, whereas like, as soon as you're up, you're checking your emails, checking like messages, yeah. like what's going on through the night, ha- that's just having a business and having a, like a, a half-decent social media presence. Like That's kind of part and parcel. So from the second of waking up to the second of going to bed, you're like in work mode almost. So yeah. it's allowing me just a real small break to kind of take everything in, have a breath, and like, uh, yeah, just kind of have a, a detachment from that, yeah, that, yeah yeah have it, yeah, yeah that's away. what it is it does like puts a little mental detachment yeah um you're seeing you're seeing everything you get a chance to see everything from third person yeah you know what i mean like you know when slow everything down yeah you know if you have a problem it's hard to see that problem because it's yours yeah but if your friend has a problem you are like you're a fucking genius yeah you're like gandhi <laughs> you're, you're like just those, knowledge yeah. <laughs> just pouring out so of you easy. um and that's because you're emotionally detached from that situation you can see Massive. things objectively mm-hmm. um but unfortunately with life you can't like <laughs> you can't detach from no. life but yeah. you can't stuff but like this, medica- this is exactly what it teaches you though yeah it does it teaches you how to detach but stay productive yeah like this and the, the way that this is just from his lectures. Like Alan Watts does whole lectures that are like hour long things. And they are some of the best things you can listen to. And they're great to have on during your morning routines or anything like that. But one of the main things I learned from it is during his teaching is to get into the meditative state. There's binaural tones and everything going on behind when he's saying this in that track that I've got on the playlist. So it's setting you up. It's got all those tunes, little relaxing things going on whilst he's talking, Mm -hmm. but it teaches you to recognize sounds and noise as nothing but, almost a melody of life. And I used to get really worked up. Like I said, I can hear a clock ticking through a wall when people are sleeping and stuff. So I would get worked up at noise when I'm trying to concentrate. From doing the meditation, I have learned to just, I hear something, it irritates me. I go, no, it's just a noise. Let it be. And it honestly, it really, really has helped me become way more mellow. Yeah, it's just how you, it's how you interpret it. That's literally everything though, isn't it? Like everything that we see, like, Literally, we see everything we hear. It's just signals that are interpreted by our brain. And we make those connections in terms of whether that's good or bad. Some people... We make a mechanism, yeah, don't we? Yeah. yeah. You, you, Trigger points. Yeah, boom, you, boom. you create these in your head. And you can you can break them down and recreate them. Um, that's what it does. That's what you meant. It lets you break things down and reset. Yeah. 
There's a. Um, yeah. It's very clever. N- it's really have clever. you heard of like uh, neuroplasticity? Yeah, yeah. So like that's kind of that's the that's the principle of it. Like that's something that you can kind of you actually as you as you learn your brain is physically changing. New pathways are being formed. And this is on like a neurological level. You can like the scans it's, of it's brains. It's hugely possible, isn't this. it? Because we only use what ten, fifteen. Is it ten percent we use, or yeah, is it fifteen? Like I think it's dolphins use fifteen, and then we use ten or something. Scary dolphins. But yeah, so there's all the <laughs> yeah, damn dolphins. But there's all the. Um, this is so much more to us than we are tapping into as it is anyway. Yeah, I mean, you can get really spiritual with all this, and honestly, the after, it's grounded in reality. And there's, it is, yeah. There's a lot of science behind it now. Huge amounts, like, huge amounts. Have you seen any like Wim Hof stuff? Yeah, know, like his breathing Spanish. techniques, yeah. all that. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and, um, and there's, there's loads of studies being done on it. That's like one thing he's pushing. To, like this is stuff, of, like this is stuff that's taken from like you know Buddhist meditation and loads of other practices that he's kind of compiled into his you know quirky Dutchman kind of like <laughs> yeah. um package which is brilliant like I fucking think Wim Hof's amazing um but he's really pushing for there to be scientific evidence about it so he's not just this crazy Dutchman he's actually yeah because yeah. like, he is insane yeah oh like, he, not, he not is in, a crazy Dutchman not, uh, but what he can do yeah is, is just I mean the the Duke can, it seems like he can manipulate his metabolism it's crazy yeah. like he's it's really impressive to see and when, when you see somebody like that how can you deny you can't yeah. deny the dude sits in in ice cubes yeah and just chills out yeah yeah no for problem. like in, insane amounts of time like huge um, amounts of time. like I think in some of the water that he's gone into, like I don't know what the temperature, like it, of the like the ice water that he was in, he, but was like, he's diving through what's essentially like um, what you call polar water. Yeah, really. like yeah. where most people you throw them in there, they're probably gonna die. Yeah, like, like it's no a, shit, you, you go into like hypothermia within, hypotherm- within knocks a, within the air out, then they can't breathe, and he's just. And yeah, and he he's in there. I'm sure, like he's been in there for like forty minutes. He's been doing distance tests, hasn't he, underneath where he'll bore into a part of the ice, go in, yeah. and he tries to swim to another point. Yes. But he'll have an escape hole halfway through in case he struggles. Yeah. And he's swimming lengths where most people's physiological um, ability would completely shut down. Yeah, your body would shut down. Yeah, and he's just yeah. It's and like, so I'm sure impressive. he's done. He did a marathon. Like barefoot in his pants, <laughs> of course, yeah. um, like yeah. across like the polar cap or something like that. He literally it like makes oh. you feel like less of a man watching him. Yeah, but it really does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, like that's the, and again, it's it's breathing exercise because I my, like my mom when I was growing up, she was like um, into meditation and kind of quite really? spiritual hippie. Yeah. yeah, and I like. Took some of it in, but I was a hyperactive child that wasn't able to. So I was like, I understood what she was doing, and like I believed that there was something more to it. But like I just didn't have the mental capacity to actually adhere to it or to give it the effort that it was. I don't know. No, as a kid, I reckon if you could teach kid, kid to meditate, you've done insanely well. Yeah, like, I remember we went to like a meditation class at one point that was in some like like a, a Buddhist temple thing that we that was in Wolverhampton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Just pause there. I'm going to stop and start the video. <laughs> yeah, and um, Wolverhampton. Yeah, it, seriously. It was, yeah, it was in Wolverhampton, and um, <laughs> like it was, it was, it was crap. If I'm honest, like even looking back on it now, but like people were obviously it was working for them, and it was effectively like guided meditation. But this was, I don't know, like 18 years ago. So like, oh you know. Um, headspace and like all these calm all these apps and did the this, internet exist 18 years ago it was there but know. just in a really primitive <laughs> form like so I, I suppose that like maybe that was 
an, the easiest accessible way to have guided meditation and there probably wasn't as much information about it. That's really it. true. I bet a lot of people, now, now it is way more available virtually. Yeah. You should definitely take advantage of it because it's not like you're having to go down to that commune or wherever yeah, it was people yeah, that's doing it before. It's fucking about, give it a go. I mean, what's the worst thing? Like you don't like it, yeah, but you've had a go. But you have to have to go in yeah. with the goal of I'm really going to see if this can help. Yeah, and do it for at least a week. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you commit you to it. You're it. not gonna like. I find it hard just to hard. sit in the positions, dude. Yeah. When I'm sat like doing meditating, I try and sit up. I'm pulling my lower abs in i'm trying to set my i can feel how terrible my i like i can feel how bad it is how i sit normally because yeah. sitting like this and straight is is almost a mini workout yeah so by the time i come out of the 15 minutes i'm almost like Whew, yeah like, holy that is work but i feel amazing and yeah. i can feel all those bits of me that aren't being where they should be so it's I'm gaining twice. I'm gaining mentally and I'm gaining in the fact that I realize my posture is terrible yeah. and this is how I should be sitting all the time. So it then reminds me during the day, pull yourself in here, be here. And that's huge in itself because like our physical appearance is obviously huge. Like, especially in today's age where social media is crazy and everything's about a picture and how you look and all this jazz. If you can start pulling in your posture and sitting taller, feeling tighter, feeling stronger, that in itself is going to make you feel better yeah. because you're going to look better. You're yeah. going to hold yourself better. So all these little things, like we said, so we're building. By doing one main thing, we're adding up these little tick boxes on the side as well. Yeah. So that's why it's worth a go. Yeah, there's um, a, like kind of on a little a tangent of that, but I guess it is related. Um, like the, the, the principle of marginal gains, which is kind of like basically if you focus on all these tiny little 1% changes – they're actually going to add up to something really massive. Everyone's looking for this, like this secret, or this trick. Yeah, whereas the, the one move, yeah, there's yeah. really not. But the loads of tiny little things that you can do to build momentum and to make really small incremental differences. That's what really adds up to impactful changes in the Phew. long term. You might not see it in a day. You might see it in a month. But like over over a year or over several years, it'll really. It'll I, really add up. It's one of my main responses to people is a lot of little things will build up to a big result. Yeah. And it is. And everyone's always looking for that one-shot knockout. Like, yeah. they don't land. They miss all the time. Because yeah. there isn't one. Not in life. Like, everything is a builder. Everything goes up. And then you cumulatively collect all these little positive things, all these le- lessons, all these things learned. And then, bang, you get an opportunity where you can put them into practice. Yeah. And I think that's because that's unfortunately how the world's displayed, though, isn't it? Like, people see one the finished product. Yeah. Like, yeah. people see see you know a, a business and they don't see the failures before it and the effort yeah. and the, the you know the they don't time see the and... fact that you worked a full-time job whilst launching that gym yeah that you now own they yeah. don't see the fact that like when i was doing youtube at the very beginning i did it for three years for free for yeah. nothing on top of running i ran a bakery mate yeah i ran a bakery and worked on doors yeah like I, you know plus training people plus doing youtube yeah like i look back at that now and think how the fuck did i do that mm-hmm. like yeah. Where did I even find time? Well, I didn't. I slept less. Yeah. I was up till two every morning yeah. editing, and I was up at like eight. Yeah. Uh, I, like, yeah, it's exactly the same for me. Like, looking back on some of the things that we're doing, like trying to trying to get the business up and running, and still, I was I I was funding partially funding that by just working. So the money that was yeah. going in was directly like until we got to that tipping point where we had enough members, that was all being paid for. 
And even when you had that enough members, that's only break even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not paying that's, yourself anything for yeah, the first few years. Yeah, that's step one. People don't see that. They think, build business, get paid. No, 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 yeah. no, no. And like, I, I guarantee, so just on my day job, which was like I was self-employed, so I could effectively do as many hours as I was given. And I was consistently doing over 80 hours a week which, yeah. before I even factored in any of the gym work. Before, like, yeah. so there was constant for, like, for months on end, six months to eight months was fairly consistently 100 hour plus weeks jesus man and like i just didn't sleep it's true like, i mean and I, you, a few hours at like you four, can't five carry that on you can't carry that on forever and ever but there is that short term when it needs it mm, you yeah. put it in yeah you know and it is true like you have to you have to prioritize after that yeah but you you put that time in to get to that point where you can have the choice of prioritizing like i remember when i had the choice of carrying on working at something else um that didn't have to happen anymore because I started to get paid in another avenue because I'd worked to a level where it was worth something. Yeah. So now when I got that worth in that section, I could leave behind the one I didn't want to stay in. And I didn't get any, there was no kind of monetary gain, but mm. I was on an even keel. And yeah. that was fine because now I'm on an even keel doing what I want to do. Yeah. And then I build from there. And that's what most people don't understand. They've seen the socials, they've seen everything just jump from you zero to hero. Cine- yeah, they see the finish. Nobody's product. gone from zero to hero. Every person you see succeed, every person you see suddenly appear on the scene has been working for years behind the scene. Yeah, 100%. Years. You haven't seen them doing it. That's all it is. Yeah. That's only so, thing. yeah, it is. It's, it's all these little things that, like, kind of, that do add up to that big change. And and the, the principle of marginal gains, that's talked about in loads of things. But one of the books that I will recommend to anyone who wants to listen to an audiobook about, like, getting motivated is Atomic Habits. Atomic um, Habits. Uh, yeah, Atomic Habits. Right. Um, it's a relatively short book. The audio book is only maybe six hours, and it's fucking brilliant. It talks about loads of different principles about forming good positive habits, and like that principle of marginal gains is one of them. It talks about like uh, the I don't I know fuck all about cycling, um, but it talks about the like the British cycling team and how we used to be one of like the worst. We've never won like the Tour de France, and we'd like in 90 years or something like that, we'd only won like one or two medals. It was pathetic, yeah. really, comparatively. Um, and how they got a new manager in and he really focused on the principle of marginal gains and how obviously their training would be good but he would look at all these small tiny percentages so they all all the athletes had pillows they all basically chose their own pillows to find what would get them the best night's sleep they trialed different materials for their outfits to find out which had less wind resistance they started to rub alcohol on the tires to reduce any um Hmm. like slip from it they painted the inside of the vans that transported the bikes completely white so they could notice any dust in any of the corners which could potentially degrade the bike's performance quicker Jesus, that is a man with a plan literally every tiny bit of minutia that was and these aren't even one percent so these are fractions of a percent yeah. like they tested different massage oils to find out which got them recovered quicker um they had doctors to teach them how to wash their hands properly so they would reduce the chance of getting ill like every tiny little minute spec kind of added up and within two years of him taking over um they won the tour de france they won like the the like the most gold medals that year um and then they went on like i think it was like a seven year run of of winning so this is like an extreme thing of showing look how all these little things make a huge difference yeah the only thing that changed was the manager changed the the processes that they were following um and consistency i guess in those yeah. smaller things all yeah. the time yeah because and and once it's changed it's kept 
fucking change. Yeah, like, like I, I don't yeah. remember the exact like formula for it, but it explains it in the book how it says like if you make a one percent change every day in a year's time, your performance is going to be X amount better. Yeah. But then if you decrease one percent, you're like very a quickly your performance drops down. down to nothing. Yeah, um, and how unfortunately all of these principles um, actually work in the favour of negative habits, but don't work in the the case of positive habits. So like the example he used is with a diet, your your like kind of short term is like, oh if you have a if you have a biscuit, doesn't matter, there's no negatives. You have a biscuit every day. Yeah. On top of yeah, other yeah. things. Like yeah. if you if you eat shit every day consistently. Get in the habit of having that bit of yeah. yeah, like over time that has a very negative effect. Whereas you yeah. go to the gym and you train, you, you don't look better that day. You do it for a week, you don't look better that week. Maybe yeah. a month you might notice some real small changes, but you've got to plug that for months and months and years and years before that starts to add up. So our brains that just want like instant instant gratification. Instant, yeah, yeah, like and that is wired into us to want that. That's not like Well, I think helpful. yeah advertising this now take buy get you yeah. know yeah it trains us that way doesn't it that's a part and parcel yeah there is but, a it's just a human instinct though isn't it like there's something so wired to, in us and as well think about it if, if something it's the easy it's the easy option isn't it yeah you can get this in one go oh cool give me that then. yeah yeah i mean it's why everyone's always like wanting that magic diet but wanting that magic answer they don't fucking exist what exists is work consistency in these little things and the covid and the lockdowns there's no difference you need the consistency and the work ethic every day and here's the thing people you have to make your own fucking energy mm-hmm. and this is something i'm saying every day to people make your own energy you have to ramp yourself up you have to build that happy feeling you have to want to be happy to be happy and you know what that's fucking fine to feel like it's work to do that yeah Every person you see is happy. You see me in the morning, I look happy because I'm working at feeling that way. Yeah. I could really easily lie in that bed till noon. It's a comfy-ass bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said, like, I'd be better getting rid of the bed, to be yeah. honest with you. It's hard getting out of it. Um, I keep my room cold, but the duvet's warm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have those memory foam pillows to help with my posture and all this jazz. It's a great place to be. So to get up in the morning, me filming it to get up is incentive. Like, come on, you got to film this because other people are kind of wanting it. But it's an effort. It takes energy. And you're at a disadvantage as well because you're tired. You're already, you're in a weakened state, aren't yeah. you? You know what I mean? You're mentally weaker, probably first thing in the morning. And if you get up weak, like shuffle your way down the yeah. stairs, stay in that blanket, put a dressing on, on roll it oh, I can't have anything, bro. If you start telling yourself you can't do this, you can't do that without this and that, that's when you get in these lulls and those lulls take longer and you end up sitting longer and Netflix yeah. comes on and da da da. And then you end up realizing midday you're not dressed. Yeah. But who cares? It's COVID. You will care. Yeah. Three weeks down the line when you feel like shit and you feel like the walls are closing in, yeah. get up. Get that energy going, drink the water, micro little things, micro tasks, get them done and then do that one big one and start building, start building, start building. Yeah, like just do do stuff, like get moving. The more that you do, the more that you can do. Like you want to kind of... The more you realize you can do. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a massive part of it is just like your your approach to it. You don't realize that you affect how you interpret things like... On a, on a micro scale, if you're going to go, like and relating this to training, if you go to perform a squat and you get under that barbell and you're really relaxed and you're just putting no effort into it and you try and push it up and then take a step out, 
that feels heavy on your back. Yeah, and you, you haven't even you haven't even started the exercise. You've not even squatted down yet. If you approach the bar, grab it, squeeze that fucking barbell in your hands. You aggressively pull yourself into the bar, get yourself wedged in tight. Take a deep breath. You're bracing hard. You stand up tall. Yeah. You take some powerful steps back. That weight feels lighter on your shoulders because you you're not even fucking doing the exercise yet. But because you've you've actually exerted more energy to do that, that's required more work. But the squat one hundred percent will feel easier because you've done that. Yeah. The fact that you've set yourself up in a in a in a good positive way, state. Yeah, you're creating a, yeah you're creating that that driving energy that you're going to need to get through that movement. So you're setting yourself up to be like, let's get this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, let's go, let's go. And that is it. Like, and I did a thing about this actually the other day on because uh, I've just bought a real simple piece of equipment now. We've said before that people couldn't get equipment in the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. A little bit better now. People aren't panic buying as much. We're not being let's put, we're not being dickheads, yeah. right? Or toilet the dickheads. Roll, toilet roll is I wasn't stuff. a dickhead in the first place. Let's point out. I didn't do any of that panic nonsense. Joke, so, man. but the dickheads have stopped being dickheads and realised you know there's plenty going around. Just don't go and buy it out before the quotas of the supermarkets come in every mm-hmm. week. Because obviously they're not buying in. Like people didn't understand that supermarkets only buying as much food as they need each week because they know what sells. Yeah. So the moment there was panic buying, of course they sold out because yeah. they weren't ready for it, dumbasses. Yeah. Not because the food was running out. Yeah. Anyway. It's all gone. We're still eating the same amount of food. Exactly. Still the the amount, amount of waste of after all that panic buying and everything oh. as well was disgusting. I know. Yeah, so this... well done, dickheads. Yeah. Well done. You, you remain dickheads. Anyway. Ooh, yeah. Uh, you can't see this if you're not. Uh, we have a lava lamp going yeah. on the other side of the room that we just it's found. It's taken like two hours to two get Two hours, going. and we've just got the little balls going. That might have to be our little uh, thing yeah. that we get, some lava lamps. You're going to have to be really proactive and get I'm going to go on with some lava lamps. Dude, we need like a red one or whatever scheme we decide to go yeah. for in here. But uh, lava lamp <laughs> tangent <laughs> yeah. aside, um, what were we talking about? I don't even remember now. Uh, lava lamp fully took my attention. Yeah, sorry, me too, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this is going to be the problem going going on through this in general. We're going to just get we will go off and get distracted by something showing it or a lava lamp. Yeah, so, or a noise yeah. or anything that, that amuses us. But oh, Jesus, what we're saying? We're talking about squatting and we're talking about getting it. Yeah, oh, that was it. in the mornings. I was saying create your energy. Get. Oh, that was it. So I've bought this simple piece of equipment now because we're if it stuff is available again. And I've bought it's basically a pull up bar with a leg raise station and a press-up station on it as well. So you can do pull-ups, dips, leg raises, and press-ups. Now, on the other side of it, attached is also a bench, which will go into a full decline for sit-ups, but obviously also you can do some weight stuff. So I've got a bench, pull-up, dips, press-ups. Now, not the most exciting things in the world. It's real basic. Yeah. It wobbles left and right, but it's pretty solid back to front. So it's okay. It only costs like 120 quid, yeah. which I didn't think was too bad. And oh, okay. um, if you watch the latest YouTube video, you'll see it being set up there. And for those asking, it's eBay. Like whenever I buy anything, just Google what the fuck I bought. It will pop up. Like people always ask me, where did you get that? Like it's a magical place I'm buying things from. Yeah. If it's not on eBay, I pretty much probably didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> we have the we have the same thing with the gym. Like people just ask stuff and like, that's what Google's for. Go- just Google it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be way quicker than waiting for my response. Yeah. But I will put it up anyway. It's... it's um, it's basically a pull-up dip machine with a bench attached to it. And uh, now, normally when I train, I'm real focused. It's weight-orientated. There's dumbbells and all that jazz. I haven't had the dumbbells until you gave me some spare ones, which is really cool of you. Um, but what I've done is I put some good kick-ass music on and I make sure that I go in. And even if I'm just doing press-ups, I go in with intensity yeah. for those press-ups. Like... I wait till that chorus kicks in on that music and I fucking go in and I smash out the minimum of what I'm supposed to be hitting. Yeah. And I always aim for minimum reps and what I get above those, bonus. Yeah. And that's how, no matter how little it is, 
if you're doing that big heavy squat or whether you're just doing the press-ups, bring that fucking intensity. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've got to do that. You've got to have the intention. And that's the hardest part because when when you when you don't feel like it, it's easy to just excuse yourself and be like, oh, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. have to know. Like, that's fine that you feel that way because you're meant to. Like, you, you, you have to consciously accept, yeah, I kind of feel a bit down or I haven't really got that much energy. I'm like... But fuck that! I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna give it my yeah. best anyway. And then once you've actually done it, it's literally just like breaking that barrier. Once you've done it once, it actually becomes so much easier. You're like you've only got to becomes that habit. Yeah, you've only got yeah. to fucking wake yourself up once, almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like once, I think it, once they say it's done. If you carry anything on for twenty eight days, it becomes a habit, doesn't yeah. it? So that's not. I mean, if we can't do something for four weeks, well, three times a week. In Atomic Habits, it talks about that like habit forming, um, and it is a bit of a myth. It's actually more the frequency of it. So okay. if you, you know, you know, if if you've got a, t- a habit that you do once a day, um, and oh, so if you keep it up every couple of days, it's going to become that habit rather than giving it in a set time frame and deciding yeah, that after that time frame, yeah, it'll the, just be the, easy. the time frame is relatively arbitrary. It's more the frequency and it's or the the total volume of of doing it. So right. if you do that habit once a day, it might take you. 28 days, it might take you longer, right. whatever. But if you do that 10 times a day, you're going to pick that way habit quicker. way quicker. Okay. Um, well, so, yeah, so from that point of yeah. view, it kind of, um, it makes a, it makes, makes for sense. me, if I do anything for three weeks, yeah. it pretty much gets ingrained into me. I'm not too bad. But I'm not going to lie, like, and, and you should also know this, everyone should know this, like, no matter how high a level somebody is at something, there are days when they're down and don't want to do it. The, everyone's human and it's completely fine to feel that way the difference is those motherfuckers that, that you we you look up to i look up to or maybe you look up to um on socials and things like that they get the shit done when they don't want to yeah like if you're broken and hurt don't get me wrong take a rest but if you just know you're being lazy yeah like i haven't worked out today yeah when you go i've got to go now do a rum fueled workout <laughs> Because I got to get it in today because I had a rest day yesterday. So I've got no excuses today to not do it. I was editing all day. That was a priority. It had to be fucking done. Yeah. But I also have to get this workout done. And I know I can get workout done in 40 minutes. Yeah. Put that music loud and I take very little break. And I'll just blast. Yeah. And thank you to you. I have some dumbbells <laughs> to be able to play around with as well. So I'll superset some dumbbells with some body weight stuff. And I'll get that shit done. And I'll go to bed feeling accomplished. And will physically achieve something as well. Yeah, people, like successful people get shit done whether they want to do it or not. Yeah, like, and I have to argue point. myself yeah. to do it. Like I could go sit on the sofa and watch, like like you said, Shameless, yeah. like or some some dumb shit that I've yeah. already seen. Yeah. And it's dreadful. Like I've already seen a series about. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, and yeah. I can sit and watch that for three hours. Yeah, I can't go and do a forty minute workout. Come on. Yeah. yeah, and that's how I speak to myself in my own head. Yeah, all it, the time. It, it's, yeah, and the thing is, it's okay to to like to fuck that up sometimes. And if if you do mess it up, just own that. Acknowledge the fact that yeah, I'll, I should yeah, have done that. Shit. I should have done that yesterday. Don't let that negativity spiral. Like I found that this was for me not necessarily training, but diet wise. Like you'd have a, a shitty day of diet, and you're like, oh man, it's all gone down the pan now. Yeah, but it hasn't. No, not, not even a little bit. It's only going to go down the pan if I don't do it again today and tomorrow and the day after. Exactly. Like If you make that error of consistency, yeah, now you're going yeah. down the pan. Yeah, accept yeah. that, yeah, you fucked up and I'm not going to, I'm going to do my best and not fuck up again yeah. today. And that is a huge, that is another great thing to remember. One, one error isn't going to derail weeks of great work. No. It doesn't work like that at all. It's multiple errors back to back that are going to derail you yeah and and, and that is takes conscious effort to let that happen yeah, yeah so it's it's relatively like 
as long as you've got more ticks in the done well box than the not done well, you're still going to make a regression. But the less we've got in the not done well section, obviously the faster we're going to get where we want to get to. Yeah. But it is basically that easy. And nobody's perfect and none of us are. I wouldn't say I'm genetically gifted to be great at everything or anything like that. Like, mm. I have the attention span of a cocker spaniel. Mm. Like, it's fucking terrible, mate. Like The lava lamp distracted the, us from a lot of The lava lamp. Honestly, I could, yeah, I could talk about that for 20 minutes. Like, wow. But this is, I get, oh, this is me on my own. I'll go off on these random little tangents and do something. And I end up doing eight to 10 different things, but finishing nothing. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And, and that's a real like thing I need to work on. And I do, I actively catch myself doing it now. Um, and I think people need to understand that when you're looking at somebody and they're showing success on the social, it's a highlight. Yeah, It's a highlight of many moments and it's one good moment. And and many of those other moments weren't good moments, yeah. but they were more good than bad. And that's why we ended up with that highlight. So I think that's, I, I think, honestly, I think we've talked quite a bit I Think first episode. We've taken people through enough Yeah, for this <laughs> one, for this one. Coach. Yeah. And we need to eat as well yeah. I'm bloody hungry yeah, uh, we've attempted three times now to do this podcast <laughs> hopefully this third time my phone has just died which is wi-fi connected to the camera i'm hoping the camera's kept rolling is it still on oh please Let, oh no it's okay the screen's turned the other way i thought it'd gone black then oh my god <laughs> dude if that camera's turned off i'm just putting a we'll be back later on the screen and we're, yeah. we're putting this out regardless yeah. because uh i'm happy to be back this is great fist bump sir thank you very much for doing this yeah. it's it's a reprieve thank it really you. is um, and hopefully now once a week the crew cast with Mr. Lewis from Black Country Barbell <laughs> and Lex underscore fitness as most people know I really wanted to change that fucking name you know but it's too late it's too late I think if I change it it messes up the whole thing oh, really? I don't like having fitness in the title yeah. so I feel like it's limits on what I try and put out now yeah because anyone who's tagged you in stuff will that like it all it, goes yeah, yeah they don't transfer it which you would think they would in yeah. this day and age that could be so simple that's changed and it just auto changes all the time yeah because you know someone else will then as soon as you <laughs> remove it someone's like oh I'll have that next <laughs> yeah. and then they'll just be like oh I'll get all your credit I'd for love to just put that Lex Griffith you know like just yeah. me because I think that's a big thing I think is just being you realising what you want to do take advice from people that you look up to look for inspiration from other people but li- just living not it's not you yeah, Take, fitness it. is a small aspect of... Yeah, but even if you look at other people in business who are doing great things and all that, like, adapt it to you. Yeah. Like, see where you're at, adapt it to where you're at, and, and move forward from there. Um, we will constantly be touching on stuff like that. As we learn stuff, Yeah, we won't yeah. be constantly touching. That's not, Don't do that, people. Don't go touching people. Especially during not COVID. Not Especially during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is the kind of thing, hopefully you've enjoyed it all. Yeah. We are going to wrap this up now. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have, please let us know. If you made it to the end... If you're on YouTube, if you made it to the end, give me a give me a boom baby in the comments. Let's bring back the old school boom. Either give me one of the two things, a boom baby or a danger zone. I feel like we should bring back danger zone. Yeah, it's a perfect zone time. Do, then definitely. Where you're supposed to just run up behind people and shout danger zone. Or what you do, in, if you haven't seen, um, what's, what's the series it's from? It, oh. oh, why can't we remember this? Dreadful, terrible, spy series, cartoon. We can do this. It's a person's name. Oh my God. How late is it? It is quarter past 12 at night. I can't remember. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's going to drive me crackers. Anyway. Yes. it's from, Anyway, the idea is you call people into a room, shout their name, like something really bad is going on, and then when they come in and go, what? You go, danger zone. <laughs> and video while doing it, and hopefully everyone will laugh and have a bit of amusement. So give me a boom baby or a danger zone. Thank you, Mr. Lewis, for appearing on the podcast. Bravo. We will go and um, sanitize our hands now yes. after that fist bump. Yep. 
And we'll catch you in the next crewcast. It is going to be available on um, all platforms as best as possible. I will get it available on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, and anywhere else. iTunes as well. Yeah. I will sort Lex that is out. Lex going to do that because I don't uh, know yeah, how to. I, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and remember how to do it all. I did have it all going at one point. Uh, so if you liked it, let us know. And we will be back once a week. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yes. And we'll see you in the next one. Toodle bit. Bye. Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> Please be recording camera. Fuck. Oh my god. Come on, come Fucking. on, come on. Yes!